0: This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Okay, I'm here today with Amy Lang, the SVP Strategy and Insights at Staples US Retail, and her colleague Brian Copeland, who is the SVP... Of retail merchandising at Staples U.S. Retail. Good morning to both of
1: you.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having us.
1: Good morning, Andy. Great to be here.
0: And it's great to have you on this episode of OPI Talk. Very quickly, just to to kick off, perhaps a, a quick introduction of yourselves. Amy, I don't know if you want to go
2: first. Sure. Thanks. Um, So as you know, I run strategy and insights, which means as we are looking to transform our Staples retail business over the next couple of years, I'm really kind of leading the charge in how we bring that to life, Um, thinking through kind of the long-term planning and all of the critical initiatives, as well as really deeply understanding our customers. And that's the insights part of my function. I've been at Staples about 14 years, been here a long time um, and really excited about where we're going in the future.
0: Okay, great. Thanks. Brian,
1: how about you? Sure, yes, I'm responsible for merchandising and, and, that really, um, and that really is focused on the assortment, the curation, and certainly you'll hear more about as we transform our brand and our product assortment, what that's going to mean for the future and certainly partnering closely with Amy, leveraging all the important customer insights and also responsible for uh, store design, store format. And I've been uh, with uh, Staples now uh, just over 25 years.
0: Not sure if we we can call you a company veteran now. Then at at this stage, but um, (laughs) I'm still new. (laughs) Okay, good. Perhaps you can just tell us quickly about Staples U.S. retail operations.
2: Sure, Um, Brian, please jump in. Um, But so, just at a very high level, Staples U.S. retail. We have about a thousand stores in the United States. You know, kind of spread pretty pretty cleanly across the country. We're everywhere. We sell products and services that support people in their working and learning lives. That's really our mission um, that we have. And so we sell everything from pens and binders to laptops and routers to signage for your business and tech support for all your technology. We also have um, a website. So we are a retailer primarily, but we have a website called staplesconnect.com that is really a way to connect our stores to the local community and to provide inspiration and um, ideas for our customers around working and learning. So that's really kind of the way that we are structured as a company
0: now we've had this thing called a coronavirus pandemic or whatever you want to call it for the for the past 12 months or so um just trying to look at that from a retail perspective and then we hear things like you know retail apocalypse and we've seen issues in 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 other retail sectors but just from my perspective looking at some of the results of of the office supplies retailers in various countries not just the us they Mm -hmm. To be honest, all things considered, have seem to seem to have done done pretty well over the past year. Now, I appreciate you can't give any specific numbers about Staples U.S. retail, but perhaps just from a high level, how 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 have things been for you over the past year or so?
1: Sure, I'll 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 start off with so so for the certainly as you noted, Andy, it's been a year of change, absolutely, um, with a lot of factors that factor changing. Amy and I just noted a little bit about our portfolio and it is pretty diverse. So certainly the changing of the composition of the categories has changed dramatically. So some of the categories that uh, that had a bigger portion of the business, some of those have changed or declined. Other categories have certainly been in high demand. And it's also gave us a, uh, an important opportunity to pivot and change as it relates to uh, the, the pandemic. So an example of this would be the needs for uh, businesses, for schools, as it relates to, and individuals, as it relates to PPE products and health and safety products. In a Very short period of time, we really uh, reflowed and transformed every store in the chain to really have one of the largest assortments in the country of, of PPE, as well as specialized PPE for small businesses, sneeze guards, um, mm-hmm. all, every type of uh, cleaning uh, requirements for schools, for businesses as well as really market leading pricing. So just as an example of that, uh, one of the important facets of this past year for us has certainly been the ability to um, move with a new speed that's required in this pandemic. So uh, it's been a year of tremendous change. And uh, what's so important is being able to react with the speed that I think we have. Um, So I'll let Amy jump in with any additional ads there.
2: Yeah. All those, all those things are right, and I just even put a finer point on one of the things Brian said there. I think really, one of the things we discovered about ourselves as a company during COVID was, as an, we were deemed an essential retailer because we provide the products that people really needed to transform their working and learning experience from, you know, an office or a school to home. And that was this moment of clarification for us as a company really, it was, this is who we are, this is our mission and these are the customers that need us. And so it really refined our focus. And so that took the form of really dialing in on those products that our customers needed, changing the way we were marketing it. What are those products that the price really matters and we've got to make sure we're super sharp here. How are we helping our customers solve these problems that they're having? What are ideas and solutions that they need? Um, And so that kind of, that transition during COVID was actually really good for us in many ways. It forced a focus for us that now is going to help us in the future as well. Um, and the other thing I'll mention is I think a lot of retailers experienced this. Customers really broke habits during COVID. You know, they were the loyalties with existing brands and existing retailers were tested. Some retailers were out of products. Some retailers weren't allowed to be open. And so those habits that broke benefited retailers that were able to be open. And we were one of them. So we had customers who kind of found us during COVID who maybe wouldn't have found us otherwise because we had PPE, PPE products. We had toilet paper when other people didn't, those kinds of things. So that was one of the other things was we actually really um, introduced ourselves to some new customers, which was, which was a positive benefit.
0: Okay, great. I know there were well-reported supply chain issues and product availability problems, certainly at the, the start of the pandemic. To what extent did they impact you, and how were you able to overcome those?
1: Yeah, yeah, great, great question, Andy. And certainly, supply chain has affected most every uh, every retailer. So um, it's certainly not a one word answer to that question. It's a complex. It's a complex answer. It is. It depends. So what I would say it's it it certainly starts with the relationship that you have with your vendors and your vendor community, and and certainly being uh, closely partnered to. Telegraph, where there may be uh, challenges. and certainly with the category demands and spikes that we've uh, that we've seen, um, you know we've uh, we've worked really closely with uh, among the uh, world leading vendors to put us in a really a tremendous uh, position given everything that's uh, that's been happening. I'll also say you know you look at all your options. you look at you look at uh, import, you look at domestic options, where where you could uh, where you could leverage it. And, uh, and in fact, there's other opportunities. We need to be very, very creative in terms of new startups and we have opportunities. So I'll just give you a, just an example. When all of this, this is happening, when you, you, know, you look in your contacts for the vendor for sneeze guards, uh, for a pandemic, there isn't one. Um, so when this thing, is, when this thing is, is starting up, so again, with a partnership with one of our largest display vendors and partnering with them, uh, the ability to retool their entire production to do runs for sneeze guards for us to be able to to support small business. is just a, one of many examples. And so the other sort of build I'll, I'll add in from the previous question is the importance of creativity when this happens, because they're just not a blueprint for all of these emerging challenges that are coming yeah. at you every day. So, you know, from teamwork and creativity you can really uh, solve some tremendous um, challenges you face. And certainly with staying incredibly close to your customer as well as leading on each other in the vendor community, I think all those wrapped in has had a lot to do with our success over the past year.
0: Okay. Great. Thank you. When you, when you look at a typical staple store today versus 12 months ago, what, what would I, if I was to go in and, and compare them, what what would be the main changes that I would see?
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll take a first stab at this, Brian, if you want, and then you can hand it over. Um, So I think a couple of the the big changes are, again, as we mentioned, like really kind of dialing up those products that are specific for working and learning. And so making sure that we've got, you know, we know people need office chairs. So making sure we've got, you know, full run of office chairs, we've got the most innovative office chairs that we can get our hands on. I mean, so that's one of the changes. We actually just this week um, have introduced uh, some new innovative products around working and learning. So if you literally walk into a Staples store this week, you will see at the front of the store, a table that showcases some of the best, most innovative products that we can find for kids who are learning, you know, headphones with volume controls, but also things that, you know, the mobile professional needs. Um, you know, we've got a basically a laptop monitor extender that's new to the market, new in our stores. So those kinds of products, we've gone out and hunted and found what are the best products. So those are front and center. One of the other big um, kind of changes is around some of our small business assortment. So pretty early on we introduced um, pre-printed signage for you know shops and and small businesses to use for social distancing. So we have a whole end cap that has a lot of different signage needs that small businesses have. We also have um, a shop local fixture that we've put into our stores. You know one of our strategic elements that we launched before COVID was making our stores part of the local business community And unfortunately, of course, during COVID, we we weren't able to do some of the physical connections that we wanted with small businesses, where we would have them come into the store and we would do big events around them. So what we chose to do instead was say, well, let's actually use our marketing muscle to support our small businesses. So we've got millions of customers coming to our stores every day. Let's put a shop local fixture. We can highlight local small businesses, tell customers what they're doing. And then actually in local markets, we email our customers, we put small business You know, basically advertising into our local emails as well. So, really trying to support local small businesses in that way. So, that's something new that you'll see when you go into stores. Um, I think that's a big part of it. And then the last piece I would mention is our associates. So, you know, we were very fortunate to be deemed essential and stay open, but our biggest priority was, well, how do we keep our associates and our customers safe in this environment? And I think our associates have really rallied to this idea of being an essential provider. And so, their engagement with customers. I feel like it changed and strengthened during COVID. And so I think you'll see a very engaged um, employee base in our stores. Brian, what would you add?
1: Yeah, I think you covered a lot, but here's what I would add, a couple of elements as it relates to our focus in providing our customers solutions. So very so very specifically, uh, thoughtful opportunities in terms of what products work best together to solve Specific needs, so let me share a couple of examples. So when people are working at home, and we've heard from many of our customers, one of the challenges is limited space in their in their homes. So we have solutions for small spaces to be really productive. We heard the importance of just feeling good day after day working at home. So the idea of injecting inspiration, and uh, in a really really productive space, we have solutions for that. So and to your point, in terms of coming into the stores, we really have built entirely vignettes. Uh, so whole furniture vignettes and, and if, you, if you will, mini rooms at the front of our stores that you're going to see all of these collections and all of these solutions uh, together, including the role that the, the parents have been challenged with is learning. So we have those same types of solutions within a learning environment for kids, for doing homework, whether it be uh, middle school or high school or young kids, as it relates to as it relates to education and learning within, uh, within their home. So you'll see those in terms of uh, solutions. And just to build on that a little bit more, really injecting digital into the physical. So there's a lot of education as it relates to resources and information to help customers, whether it be for working, for learning, for small business. And the last piece, I'll just uh, pull that together. Amy noted the exciting launch we have this week in all of our stores. We also have an extension of that, which is really um, that we call the possibilities catalog. It really has all of these great solutions and these unique products that Amy uh, touched on that they'll have that available in store as well. So, in fact, there is a whole lot going on a before and after, if you will, over the past year. And it's just the uh, momentum has continued to build on that.
0: When you look at some of the assortment changes, uh, merchandising shifts or whatever you want to call it in the stores, to what extent do you think these will be permanent going forward?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important question. So to a, to a high degree, I think a lot of those, uh, we're going to continue to build on the change and build on the momentum that's happening. So with uh, with Amy and her team really staying close to customer and customer trends, but you know we, we really think that um, the degree of working from home or working remotely, uh, we think a good part of that is here to stay. You know, there's uh, lots of different points of view, but at the end of the day, we think there's going to be a high degree of flexibility that's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And so, one of the changes in the in the future versus just working from home, there's going to be, you know, we believe there's going to be more of a working remotely. So the ability to uh, choose your different locations, so that's going to open up some new new opportunities. So I, I would say in general, a lot of the a lot of the changes that uh, that has been a catalyst over the past year, a lot of those will. Uh, will continue and continue to build on. You know, I, I don't suspect the degree of investment of space and full assortment for all things related directly to the PPE. I, I don't believe that's going to be in place for long periods of time. We'll certainly have the, all the key products available. And uh, we're going to be uh, adjusting and, and uh, updating our format and our linears and our and our assortment as, um, you know, as, as tr- as customer tr- uh, trends change, um, but but certainly I, in majority, not only say here to stay, but what I would say is our ability and speed to change. We're going to continually be updating, which is an important note.
0: Okay, I was just about to ask you that that very question: whether you know, over the past twelve months you've learned how to to change things on a dime, if if you like, uh, if things happen quickly, if there's a new lockdown or or, or something temporary happens like that. Are you able to make switches more more quickly in in the merchandising area?
1: So, so uh, absolutely is the uh, is the answer to that one. And the the other piece that I'll, I'll just say is it, with all of this, what becomes incredibly important is the level of internal communication, uh, coordination, and alignment. And I would say, um, perhaps by necessity, but I can tell you as an organization and as a leadership team. Uh, we've never been so uh, close, aligned, and nimble than we are today. And, and what I also say is how connected we are. We talk about our customers, but certainly so key is, is the customers who connect with our associates in, uh, in the front line. So the organization is as well-coordinated and connected as I've ever seen in my many years with the company. So I feel really, really good about uh, the speed and organizational uh, coordination there.
2: Yeah, I, just just to kind of double down on that point, if I could, I think a lot of companies, whether they're retailers or not, probably experienced this during COVID. The communication amongst the leadership team is five times better than it ever was prior. And I think that's something we will stick with because it has facilitated um, much faster decision making, much better alignment. One of the things we've also done, I think, a little bit differently is bringing our field leadership into some of these more strategic communications. You know, in the past, we typically would sort of figure out what we want to do in the home office and then let the field know, and then they would execute it. And it was sort of this linear process. And we've really changed that up. We've got field leaders who are involved in our strategic conversations. They're in our working meetings. that's not something we would typically have done before and it has had a big impact because I think our plans are much stronger when they're ready to go to the field. We've got advocates for it. We've it's well refined to work efficiently in the stores. That's been a big change. It, it's sped everything up. You know, we can get things done much faster.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Now you both alluded to an announcement this week and just for the clarity for our for our listeners, we are recording this on the 14th of April, which is the same day as a press release has gone out announcing an evolution in your Staples Connect initiative. Just remind us what Staples Connect is.
2: Yeah, so Staples Connect is the evolution of the Staples retail brand. It is about making our Staples stores an important hub for the local community, the local education community, the local small business community, the local worker community. And it is sort of taking this idea of Staples as the working and learning store to the future. And so it's for sure starts with retail. That is, you know, really where we we are focused our energy is making those retail stores a hub for folks to come in, they can discover new products, they can discover solutions to their to their challenges that they're having. And again, very specifically focused on people who are working and learning. So we're we're really trying to be focused there, but then also supported with the Staples Connect website, which has lots of ideas and, and it gets back to everything we've been talking about. It's about bringing in new and innovative products. It's about providing new value add things for our customers that we didn't have before, whether that's products and services, or it's access to new ideas and webinars and articles and things like that. So that really is where we're headed. I mean, our goal is not to be a warehouse. Our goal is to be a, true experiential retailer that supports their customers in a new and different way.
0: Hmm. The original Staples Connect announcement was made in February of of 2020. And we all know what happened a few weeks after that. (laughs) So when you look at what you're doing now, as opposed to what you were doing 12 months ago, how has your vision evolved or, or changed in any way because of the pandemic?
1: Yes. So so for sure, it was uh, a lot of strategic development, customer insights that went into the strategy to launch this new store format. And uh, we had um, about six, seven weeks of tremendous excitement and momentum, and then the pandemic hit. And so, so many of the elements that went into the design and the development of the store, and frankly, uh, many of those were just absolutely shut down. So as it relates to co-working and podcasting and many of the services we just uh, we closed all those down for obvious reasons. And we look at so much of the design of the, the stores, as, as uh, Amy mentioned, to be much more experiential and to be much more of a discovery. So the touch and feel and trial is not something you want to have in place, obviously, in the pandemic. So significant, significant change that happened with, with that overall overall direction. What I'll also say is from the time that we launched to where we are now, so many of the elements that, uh, that have gone to the design, frankly, much of that has accelerated five years or more. So it's really caused us to pause and reflect and rethink about that entire, about that entire uh, format and process. So what I will say, we're looking very carefully and, and development work is currently happening in terms of sort of the next version. However, what's so exciting about this week is all the latest thinking, All the foundational uh, application that is certainly applies uh, to our stores today, this launch this week, this allows us to infuse all of that in a chain-wide approach versus specific end-to-end new stores, which we think are are very important because it manifests the entire strategy. Uh, However, the ability to move quickly to bring change into the entire chain is extremely important, and that's what this week is really about.
0: Okay, good. Amy, I think this is something you, you mentioned earlier on about new products in the stores and work from home products I think 40 or so products, if, 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 if that's correct, related to work from home. So that's something that customers will see as soon as they walk into stores across the, across the whole network. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So what what Brian was saying there is spot on. You know, we we launched these brand defining stores back last February, but it was only a handful of stores. What we're doing now is saying, let's get the best thinking we can have into every store so that you know across our thousand plus stores, you walk in and you will see the most innovative products for working and learning right there front and center. And this will be a continuum. I mean, we've launched this this week with 40 new products. We are gonna launch more and more over the course of the year. And we'll probably do two big bursts a year, two or three, where we kind of bring in a whole bunch of products all at once. Um, And it's it's been really fun from our side to see this, because once the flywheel gets going, you know, you start to see more and more innovation and um, innovators start to find you um, and your existing vendors who maybe hadn't kind of come forward with such innovation in the past suddenly are coming to you with new ideas and saying, hey, we wouldn't have tried this before with you, but now we want to try this with you. Um, So we're we're really this is sort of starting some big momentum for us in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what you will see in every store. And we will continue to work on these kind of brand defining concept stores and make them the best and the brightest and the most futuristic stores that we can that really reflect our strategy. But our goal, honestly, is to make every store feel like it's stepping forward and we're bringing innovation to our customers. Okay.
1: Can Go I ahead, just add a couple of uh, points on onto, uh, onto Amy's and And specifically, what this has also done is allows us to rethink how we identify and how we curate our assortment. So let me just share an example that I think will put a pin in that. So so not only our existing inventory partners we have have today, uh, earlier this year with the recognition of bringing in new and unique products to uh, ensure that we're leading the working and learning focus and solutions for our customers, we went through an exercise that we, we called the Breakthrough Event. And Breakthrough Event was really a call to um, makers, to startups, to smaller companies and startup brands to understand what type of great creative thinking they have in the marketplace. And out of that, some of these products are the ones you're gonna see in uh, in the chain. Uh, Now, what I will say uh, as that is, some of these new smaller companies, they just don't have the inventory at this early stage Mm -hmm. in order to be able to fulfill a large, you know, a large uh, chain like ours. So, in some cases, we have products where we have manufacturers who are building these things with family members in garages that we think is just so incredibly unique and innovative. We we really uh, uh, purchase the product that they have, and we may have that only in 500 stores or only in 200 stores. And and sort of hopefully the breakthrough is going to be their breakthrough as a company. And and we're certainly there to partner with with the maker community as well to bring those uh, products to uh, to life. And that's what I think is so exciting about coming into the stores and seeing retail and seeing this uh, in action. In some cases, this may not even have uh, much of a digital footprint anywhere at that point. So there really is a lot of reason to come and experience these unique products. And this is, uh, we're going to keep building on this. And as Amy said, we have a similar uh, event and a wave of uh, pipeline of products that are coming uh, just steady to the uh, steady the business. But, you know, it's exciting. And that is another notable change that unless we had products that were, generally speaking, more of a chain-wide uh, opportunity, it would be uh, difficult to find its way into our stores. And now this new speed and muscle and and ability to uh, take a localized and community approach to bring in a a vendor that may just uh, have enough inventory for 20 or 50 stores. We want to take advantage of and work with them closely to make that really a success story. So it's really been an exciting journey as it relates to the assortment curation as well.
0: Okay, Okay, that's nice. Can you give maybe one or two examples of some of these breakthrough products? That'd
1: be interesting. I'd love to yeah, I'd love to. there's there's one example, there's one example that uh, we had this maker uh, reach out. It's called the the, the uh, back pal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really started from uh, the the origins of the design, started from um, the teenage the teenage kids who were um, loading up their backpack and and, and just feeling the uh, feeling the strain on on the back and uh, and bringing this uh, concern to their uh, home to their dad who really work closely and think there's got to be a better way and really have designed a uh, a solution that organizes and distributes the weight in such a way that it addresses the uh, the weight distribution, the posture and it really is an incredible uh, incredible solution and it, it is so versatile cuz it fits in virtually every every backpack uh, out there. So it's just an incredible example and the story is every bit as incredible and you can learn about it on Staples Connect.com. There's really, uh, and you can meet the makers uh, and the designers of this, which is really cool. Uh, another one is, uh, it's called the All 33 Chair, and it's uh, called All 33 because it addresses and makes contact with all 33 of our uh, vertebrae. And uh, the design is entirely new and it's breakthrough. We're the first retailer to carry this. It was actually, um, it was actually seen by a lot of uh, by a lot of potential customers on Shark Tank and this uh, this individual product um, it's uh, it's got um, patent elements as part of this and it's really designed by the chiropractor who's uh, in uh, Los Angeles to many uh, many famous uh, stars Justin Bieber's one who's uh, who's promoted this chair who use it many other uh, many other celebrities uh, as well and again it's not available at any other any other retailer and uh, having used this chair Bear myself it, it's quite incredible after very long days of sitting it's uh you wake up and it's truly uh, fresh so between a chiropractor and a doctor and the design uh a pretty incredible product you'll find it nowhere else uh to be able to demo this product so there's just a, a couple of the many exciting products yeah. we have that,
0: that that chair sounds like something that i need to be honest yeah. everybody needs <laughs> it
2: <laughs> yes it's an it's a great example where it was, you know, if we're gonna, if we're really gonna represent people who are working from home, we have to carry this chair. This is the chair, right? So that was the idea is like, what are those products that really are symbolic of this customer need right now? We gotta make sure we're carrying these. One thing I wanna add, the breakthrough project is, we do believe is a real step forward in how we're gonna um, kind of identify and source interesting new product is really going to the, the makers and the innovators as they're getting those ideas. As we brought this project to life this past year, one of the things we did was we actually created um, almost like training sessions with these makers and innovators because in many cases, they've never pitched their product before. So we actually had a whole day working session where they met with our head of supply chain, they met with a bunch of our merchants and they actually went through a whole process where they learned, how do you pitch a product? How do you think about supply chain? What are some of the common challenges that you you could face? And it was really good. So part of what we're trying to do is not just find interesting and innovative products, but we genuinely want to help these companies get their products to market. And so we're really proud of this. I think this is part of how we're going to support small businesses, as well as get interesting new products into our stores.
0: If I could just flip that idea around, what, what kind of conversations are you having with, if I may call them traditional office suppliers whose products may be yeah, not so much in demand as they were before, and perhaps you want to give them less space in your stores? I mean, how, how does the relationship evolve with those people?
1: Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's uh, an important question one we've been having regular conversations with. And with this uh, important inflection of our transformation, the conversations have really been uh, discussing the need for unique, innovative products, the need for exclusivity, uh, so there's a really key reason why customers, um, w- what the role we could be playing to support customers in their working and learning uh, mission. So the call to innovation is not just for young startups, it's really to all of our vendor partners. So that is part of regular communication. We have vendor um, vendor forums that uh, take place a couple times a year. It's a consistent message that our vendors hear. It's something extremely important to us. And as our business evolves, certainly we're gonna make the appropriate the appropriate adjustments in terms of space and um, and and skew count allocation for products that really our customers are have a need and it's in demand. And we wanna ensure our stores constantly reflect the appropriate allocation of what what's important today, but also in the future. So those are regular mm-hmm. important conversations, and and as you can imagine, uh, all the best brands, all the best vendor partners, um, that should be part of their DNA, They continuing to in pr- product development, product design. So so none of this should come as a uh, surprise to any any vendors, because for their own for their own business, their products aren't in demand. Um, mm-hmm. You know, clearly they're they're at their own inflection point. Whether they're going to continue to mm. um, manufacture the same without new and different innovation, or are they going to pivot and be a company that's going to be um, playing an exciting role in customers' lives for many many years to come? Those customers are continually focused on their pipeline of product design, and those are the those are the uh, vendor partners we stay extremely close to. Okay,
0: and I I know there are many of those who are innovating in, even within traditional categories.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, one one of the things I think we're discovering is as people are starting to work remote and they're working from anywhere is the way that you work has become a real personal expression, right? I mean, you're sitting in your home now. You're not sitting in an office. This is your personal space. This is part of your home. And so actually the opportunity to take traditional products and make them different, make them something people can get excited and passionate about. There's an opportunity here, even for the most traditional products. So I think honestly, there for a, to back to Brian's point about creativity as we're thinking creatively about where customers are going there is opportunity everywhere we look it's really just about kind of getting it to market yeah
0: yeah okay good looking at the staples connect branding how how do you look at that going forward in terms of rebranding the stores themselves staples connect having staples connect areas within stores
2: Yeah, we've changed over quite a bit of the branding. If you were to go into a store, you know, today, you'll see the associates are wearing Staples Connect shirts, you'll see a lot of the Staples Connect um, branding all over. I mean, the big front of store signage has not been changed over in the vast majority of stores. Um, But no, no doubt that's on the roadmap for our transition is you know, making sure that our stores are reflecting the future of the brand. Mm. But Staples Connect is now really the way we're starting to communicate to customers. If you receive an email from us, it will be Staples Connect. When you get your receipt, it says Staples Connect.
0: Okay, good. So when you look at retail from an omni-channel experience, the stores and online and digital assets, how important is it to have have that whole omni-channel thing available for your customers?
2: Yeah, it's it's critically important. I, you know, although we are retailers and we are stores first, we fully recognize customers expectation now is that they can discover the a brand and they can learn about products and they can learn about, you know, um, what the brand stands for any way they want. So that can be on their mobile phone sitting on their couch or it could be in a store. Or it could be, you know, while they're at work on their PC. Um, So we fully recognize that the digital and the physical experience need to come together. So um, the Staples Connect website that we've launched is, I would say, a very good reflection of our strategic brand and a reflection of what we want our retail experience to be like. It's full of content. It's rich with inspiration and ideas and community and all of those strategic elements that are so important to us. From um, a transactional perspective, Standpoint that website um, has the ability to do Instacart purchasing, so you can buy and have things delivered to your home. But it is a bit limited. I, I think our vision down the road is to create a fully, you know, omnichannel e-commerce experience. Um, we're just we're not quite there yet with Staples Connect. However, um, customers can purchase from staples.com, and you know that brand is still the Staples brand and. You know, we we want to support customers however they want to purchase. So that's still an option for folks.
0: Yeah, sure. I think just for clarity, for our listeners, Staples.com is actually part of Staples Inc., which is a sister company to mm-hmm. Staples U.S. Retail. That's correct, that's right. isn't it? Yeah. Yep,
2: that's right.
0: Okay, great. Brian, I think you had something One to, point to I'll add. Just- yeah.
1: Thanks, Andy, one point I'd like to just build on that Amy just noted is the importance of digital as it relates to the Omni experience from the starting point of the customer journey in terms of researching, being inspired, learning more from a content on staplesconnect.com and then following that journey and experience into retail and we just heard uh, uh, some of the conversation earlier about what, what it looks like in the store with a new assortment these unique innovative products and then to follow that experience into the product i think we're really excited about the omni uh, the omni development and design what's also really exciting is it also is the omni experience may start at the retail for many customers experiencing being in front of these products discovering them and through qr code through uh, an associate interaction will then have customers experience staplesconnect.com to build on that experience to do the things that you can't necessarily do in physical stores such as get to know and and meet the inventors of these innovative products so it really is an exciting path and it's it's a way that we want to stand up and assess the in-store experience along with the digital experience and how harmonized those two experiences uh, are going to become so a very very uh, exciting we for us as it relates to that Omni experience. And I hope uh, many of the listeners uh, experience that firsthand, both digital and physical, and see how the two of them are closely connected.
0: Okay, great. On that note, it just remains for me to thank you very much for joining me on this episode of OPI Talk, Amy and Brian, and all the best with your, the continuation of your Staples Connect project.
2: Thank you so much. It was great to be here.
1: Thank you so much, Andy.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, OPI.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of
1: OPI Talk.